Welcome or welcome back to both sides of the barricade. We have a very special guest this week as always, but especially this week, Mr. Ian Hoffner. Very excited. He's one of my best friends and we've known each other for years. Ian, is there anything you'd like to say before we get started? Period. <laughs> that. <laughs> so yeah, we'll start with how we met. Basically, okay. would you like to tell that story? Because Totally. Um, so it was March, 2017. I think it was, wasn't it March 2nd, 2017? Yep. We, well, we went separately, but uh, me and one of my friends, Amanda, we went to the Dua Lipa concert when she had her first North American tour. And I, I think you were in front. Yeah. Weren't you, you were barricade or second row or something. Yeah. And then you were right behind me. And I was like, I was talking to my friend Amanda and I was like, and I've had a lot of moments of like these when I was like a 1975 stand and would like travel all over like the East coast following them. And I would see someone one time and then have a moment like I really know them and I and most of the time when that would happen to me I couldn't remember if I was following them or not so I looked to my friend Amanda and I said this girl in front of us because you had your really short cute like dark brown bob and I'm like I know that girl and she was like there's no way you know her and I'm like I'm gonna like have a conversation with her and she was like don't be like I remember she was like don't be embarrassing or so and I'm because like she wasn't in our world like that at the time so I remember I like started talking to you and you were like you look familiar too like that that same moment like is this you? Like that kind of moment. So then I remember we were talking and we went on each other's Instagram and you were like, oh my God, you went to Halsey's show at Festival Pier, RIP Festival Pier. Um, <laughs> but I remember you had went to that show and you were like, you held her hand. Cause I had that video that kind of like went, went viral within like my Instagram explore page. And I commented on one of your posts. Cause I was there and I was like, oh my God, that's my hand or something like that. And then I remember we had like hit it off, like followed each other on Instagram. And then we had kind of like kept up a little bit after that and then I remember one day in the summer we were like we should really plan something and I remember we just like we literally walked miles around like miles and blocks around Philadelphia and like Rittenhouse Square and got um Hip City Veg I remember I got you Hip City Veg for the first time and you were like okay there's some points here and I remember I think we went to um did we go to Creep did you show me Creep Records that day I don't know about because I think we did because I got that unreleased Lana vinyl yeah that was repo not creep okay um yeah we went to repo and I was like oh my god this girl's like really like the instant connection we just had was like mind-blowing because I would like tell people about you of like when we were texting and they were like you've never hung out with her and I was like I know but to me at, at that point in time I was a very well-known like 1975 stand so I was just kind of like well this is just my life and I was like 18 I like I was just like you meet someone on Twitter or like at a concert and to me they were always just like my friends like from the get-go and I remember after that day we hung out I was just like, where have you been? Like in my life. And, it, and, and like so many things that like we believed in and like people um, that we like really liked. I remember the time we were like severely obsessed with 1975 and Lana together. Um, oh, and also to pause, uh, you hit me up when I was at the Camden show from 1975. And I think I like ignored your DM completely because at the time I had people like messaging me all the time because I knew um, Adam Powell, who was the videographer for 1975. And people would always hit me up because he would always come up to me at shows and like, want to go out to lunch he's given me like merch before and like done a lot of things so I thought you were another one like trying to like parade their way into my circle and I was like this circle's tight like nobody coming in here kind of thing so then I remember you hit me up and I ignored it then I saw you at MSG and you were like girl you're like you were like girl you didn't answer my thing and I was like oopsies and my friend was like was that the girl was that one of the girls you said DM you that was like that you didn't really know and I said yeah I didn't know if she was crazy or not like because I only met you the one time yeah and then um MSG was phenomenal it's one of my favorite shows I've that cannot be recreated personally for me and the energy like in that room same as you same. as you can say for yourself too 
Mm-hmm. But after that, like there was just like multiple little like micro instances where we were together. And then all of a sudden it just like took off and it just became like a package deal kind of thing. I would like go to your college dorm when you were um, a freshman, we would go to a bunch of shows together. And then it kind of just like slowly aligned that I made you blonde for the first time. Like things just like slowly aligned that it, it just like fell into its lap before I like even knew it was a thing. And then I would look around and people would just, no matter where we were, what we did or artists that we met, we're just friends that we met along the way. We were just always associated together. Yeah. And it was just always like, and if one of us weren't there, they were like, well, where's the other? Like every yeah. time. So yeah, that's like our little short story of how we met. Yeah. No, I wrote the same thing. I was like, do a 1975 Madison Square Garden inseparable. Like it's like three stages. <laughs> And then you were like, why didn't you answer my DM girl? And I was like, I didn't know what kind of girl you were yet. Sorry. Yeah, we had only met like the one time because at the Halsey show where like we just managed to like connect on social media and like in passing because we didn't follow each other. It was just like a comment and a reply. Yeah, like, it, and it's funny because that one comment was made that past August. And it's yeah. like to, to think that that, that um, came to fruition again. Yeah, and the fact that we remembered each other, I was like... I know, because anybody I told that story to, they were like, you would think you would have never saw her again. Or even after the Dua show, they were like, who's to say you would have ever actually talked to her? Because I think you know, like in the realm of all the constant shows we went to, how many people did we ever follow that we probably either never planned on seeing again or just were like, we'll keep up with you, but that doesn't mean like, you never know if you're going to see somebody again. So it was just wild. We kept like running into each other through like the same group of like artists that we liked. Yeah. Yeah. So with all that being said, um, how would you describe your relationship with artists and like as a fan? So that's a great question. Yeah. I, I feel like that means like, so that's a great question. <laughs> um, but I would say for me, I remember the first artist I ever like stand stand was Shania Twain. I wasn't, yeah, really? I've, never t- I've never told you this story, but I thought about it the other day because she was on at work and someone was singing her and I like knew all the words and they were like, you're a little too young to know Shania. And I was like, girl, I know Shania. So my mom, for people who don't know, she was born and raised in Oklahoma. So growing up, like my mixture of music was like Shania Twain, um, Celine Dion, um, trying to think of some other, Sheryl Crow, like just a bunch of people like within that realm. And then, like, my dad's was polar opposite. It was, like, obviously, it's just funny. Most people's dads is, like, always rock. It was, like, ACDC. Um, my dad actually really loves Bonnie Bear. Like, there was just, but there was, like, Led Zeppelin, like, a, lot, a bunch of things like that. But then, and I was in fifth grade, and we had to do a project on, like, women. Um, I think it was either women empowerment or women, women or men. Women or men empowerment in the music industry. And it was for my technology class. And everyone was doing, like, Chris Brown and, like, and, like things like that. And then I told my teacher, I was like, can I do Shania Twain? And she was just like, she looked at me so weird because she was just like, why would you do Shania Twain? And I, and I couldn't stop singing. Like, I feel like a woman, even though like I'm very, obviously, well, let's not say very man, but whatever, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. Um, and I did the presentation and I, I think I got like an A and everyone was just like, like everyone like could feel through my soul how much I liked Shania Twain. And that was like the first instant, instance as like a nine-year-old that I was like, wow, we love women, like women, women, women. Cause ev- every other man my age was like trying to bop to Ayaz and like something. And I'm like, I can't handle this right now. Like no replay for me. Uh, <laughs> but I, that was like really where it started. And then there was another instance. This is just like a small little story. Um, I was in sixth grade and we had to analyze lyrics and turn them and like try to show how it was poetry or like rhyming words in songs. And I remember it was sixth grade English and I picked three by Britney Spears because I couldn't stop like 
I couldn't stop singing it because I thought it was just like so iconic how she like did that like menage line or whatever like whatever Peter Paul and Mary getting down like I was just like wow yes queen even though I was an altar server at the time too like whatever um but I was trying to do it and she was like you can't analyze this song and I was like why it's a classic like I was like I was like 11 12 like singing it. and at the time Circus by Britney Spears was my ringtone before I knew I was gay um, there was just like little micro instances that everyone was like, he's gay. And I'm like, no, but call me in circus so by Britney Spears will play. Um, but I was analyzing it and she was like, you just can't do it. But she wouldn't tell me that it was a threesome. So she just kept like trying to be like, pick something else. And then I tried to pick something by Kesha. Long story short, people could, people could not handle where the taste was because your love is my drug. Let's say it. Classical. And who's doing it like that anymore? So... And there was just micro instances growing up where people were just like, why does he have such an infatuation with women in the music industry? And I'm like, I can't help it. And then my first concert ever was Lord. I saw Lord during um, Pure Heroin era and that changed my freaking life. And from that moment on, I was 16 when I went to my first concert. Like I was really, behind, I was like really further along because my parents were always like, like save your money, do whatever else. And like little frivolous things like go out to eat one up. But I was like, no, I like really like music. So then it just kind of went from there. And then after I saw Lord, I was like, this is an experience that I need every day. Like if I could go to a show every day, I was just like, this has to happen. And that was like how my beginning of music started. Yeah. Wow. I'm like, not surprised by like the lyrics thing. That's so funny. Like, but that I, it, it made me think about something I was thinking about the other day. Like, you know how, when we were kids, like, I, like I wouldn't listen to like the clean versions of songs. Like I was listening to like, because my parents didn't kind of like censor music for me like I listened to like kids bop or whatever when I was like in kindergarten but once I got to like elementary school my dad was like putting like whatever on my iPod and like I was in the car and he would play like explicit songs but it was just never something that was censored for me but then like I remember like he drew the line at like beautiful girls by Sean Kingston (laughs) because he was like he was like I I think I sang along and like I don't even think I knew the word suicidal so I was probably just saying like something similar to it and he was like do you even know what that means and like he got mad at me for singing it I'm like that was like my mom used to buy so back then obviously when there weren't like auxiliary chords I remember this was like 2007 or 8 my mom would buy every single now that's what I call blank and one of them was like now that's what I call it was either 18 or 23 and buttons by the pussycat dolls came on and that just like I, I I thought I I had inklings back then I was gay but that when I was like stripper pulling and things around in my sunroom like pretending I had a bottle of whiskey in my hand singing with like my shirt tied up by my my belly button living the full fantasy my mother was like girl you need to stop and I was just like why it's and I knew all the and then I knew the remix Snoop Dogg's like verse in the first intro to the remix and then the song and then I would do the choreo like and my mom and my dad were just like we thought he was going to be something and then this is something else so I remember that was like the beginning and then like Fergie's big girl don't cry or big girls don't cry and I'm like what was wrong with me I was like 10 or 11 just like running around like singing these songs like thinking I knew exactly what was happening I was obsessed Uh, with big girls don't cry oh I can't help it and London Bridge like why were we running around that young just like singing all those even um holla back girl I like would I would rehearse the music video and the choreography and then um, there was, an, I'm like ranting a little, there was another one called, um, was it my little mama? It was a lip gloss. I was like in fourth grade. Yes. And I was like singing all the words to it. And like, I remember my mom walked in at one point and I was like severely embarrassed. And she was just like, no, you get it. And she was just like listening to me, like sing all the words. And she like thought it was so cool. I love it was just that. like, my, and then like, I learned, I love her too. She's a queen. We stand Venus in this household. 
Um, but it was just crazy. And then another time my sister and I learned um, the one-two step choreography with Missy Elliott and Sierra. And she did it for her talent show like in school that year. And I, we just like felt like we were living the full fantasy, but really I, I like don't even think I hit puberty yet. And I like, I like didn't even understand like what being a man was or being a woman. Like I didn't understand anything. I just was like, I really like this music and it feels really good. Yeah, yeah. that's iconic. And like, that's how it should be. Like growing up with me, like it's just, it makes you who you are. Like, it's amazing. And I love that. I feel like I didn't even know that about you. Like, <sighs> There's just, I'm like remembering little things now because when I was growing up, like I'm, I was, as Jordan knows, but obviously nobody else knows. Like I grew up in like the most supportive household. And like the first time I even went to therapy, my dad was like, is it because he can't tell us he's gay? And and they're like, no, he has mental illness, depression, anxiety, and OCD. And he was like, oh, I just thought he was going to say he's bag, but really, but really obviously it wasn't that. Um, but growing up, like there just weren't boundaries for those things. Like my dad would be running around playing like Young the Giant and I'd be running around playing Missy Elliott. And he was just like, he like never questioned that it was wrong or like weird. And yeah. there were, they just like accepted everything. And then I became a Glee girl. And that was a whole other thing because he was like, stop singing, don't rain on my parade. And if I see you buy it on iTunes one more time, it's over, girl. So there were a lot of moments because I would get yelled at once a month when the iTunes bill would come and I was just racking it up in the Glee single charges and um, bust your windows. Uh, uh, I was, there were just so many instances where they were like, you need to put it down. Like it needs to stop. Glee was too mm-hmm. iconic. I'm pretty sure. I don't think we, I don't think we talk about it enough because no. I consistently see it being shamed. And I just rewatched it this past summer with my boyfriend who also watched it back then. And we were just like, they are just, and Ryan Murphy doesn't cause he's literally given up on his career at this point. Um, they just do not do it like this anymore. And even the songs that were covered like 10 years ago, like Valerie, bust your windows, um, don't rain on my parade. Like, and even the classic ones like loser like me and whatnot, like, there were just so many good, and growing up, it just, I saw Kurt and like a bunch of, and Blaine and like relationships. And I was just like, wow, there's like, it really felt like though I couldn't sing or like be in that realm of writing music or doing anything like that. It finally felt like, oh, this was like a little micro niche for me. And it just like felt like I was like a part of something. No. But everybody else no. was like, why are you watching that show? But I was just like, you just can't appreciate it to the level I can. No, I literally had like a Glee sticker on my notebooks. I, I even watched, family. do you remember, do you remember the making a Glee star that was like on oxygen or whatever? Or did you ever watch that? Cause yeah. I remember that's how like new people like Finn and a bunch of other, or not Finn, there was a, I don't remember. There was a bunch of other people that got put on later on and I would watch them on that show. And I was like, this show is God awful, but I was such a Gleek that I wanted to know who would be on the show before the season aired. And I'm like, why am I watching this? Oh my God. What is super funny though is like all the Mr. Shoe things coming out now, like all the memes about Mr. Schuster. I'm like, you know what? Yeah. But like, it's just so funny. But I can relate. I was a Gleek. Anyone who wasn't like, you missed out, I guess. Like, I got chills. Like, I rewatched the seasons and like, I would get chills like every performance. I was like, why was it this good? I was, uh, remember when Mercedes like openly left the Cheerios because they were trying to get her to lose 10 pounds. Then she sang her cover of Beautiful by Christina Aguilera. Chills, love, chills. Uh, speech, speeches, speeches. I said, that's my, wait, Jordan. I said, that's my wife the other day. I said like speeches or something. And he was like, you have to have a speech or something. Or he was like, what are you saying? And I'm like, oh, he like, it was a moment that I was like, my boyfriend does not know any kind of stand language. Cause I don't say as much anymore because of quarantine, like the way life went, but like literally or anything like that he's like what are you saying and I'm like wow he just doesn't know me like Jordan does what can I say 
I'm pretty sure we like formed that dialect together. Like, I don't think I was. Yeah, we did because one, because one day I thought it was like severely weird. And I was around people obviously that weren't like in the music industry or like going to shows like we did. And I, I would speak like that because it became like a second language. And they looked at me like I had a third eye and I'm like, oh, not my tribe, huh? And then like, I would go to my like girls and gays and I'm like, yay, let's party. <sighs> it's so funny. Like, I seriously, it's one of those things where like, I don't think you'd be able to explain it to someone like who wasn't like in that. You wouldn't. And anytime you start to, they're just like, I listen to top 40, which is, which that's not a problem either. I'm not chaining. I know there's a couple girls who are going to watch that are radio girls, which choose your vices. Like people who have Androids and not iPhones, like my father, um, pick a vice, but whatever. Um, top 40 girls are fine. Cause now all the music I listen to is on the top 40, which is fine. But um, if you didn't like scroll into people who are newer or like find a different realm, like you wouldn't get like stand Twitter language because it really didn't even start happening for me until I like first found Olivia back in like 2016. And the things she was like tweeting and writing, I was like, what is this? And then I joined like the 1975 fan base and I was just like, this is a whole other world. And I, w- and I was even so late to it. I was like a senior in high school when I first started like learning what standing was because I couldn't stop thinking about Halsey or 1975 or the neighborhood. And I was just like, wow. And then there was a whole, there was a whole little group of people on this random app called Twitter. And then I like just took off. And now like the people that I used to look up to and thought that they were like so unattainable are either friends of mine or just people like maybe not friends, but people who know of me now, which is just so insane for me to think about. Cause before I like used to feel so little or like the world was so much bigger than it is, but it's like, no, everyone's a regular human. And like, I think that's why people kind of would fall in love with us or like, yeah, you you guys are so normal. And it's like, I would hope so. (laughs) no but it's true like I hear that a lot like the artists that I have on people will be like how do you know them like or how like are you like friends with them and I'm just like I just talk to them like they're any other person I would see at a show like genuinely like another fan almost like Jordan I still to this day and most of the Belandria followers have dropped me off which is good because I'm out of that um I'm out of that world now essentially but if but once once the world comes back girl I'll be 25 and kick in and be up Billy's ass I don't give a fuck um, I don't care. I don't care how old I get. I'm still, I'm still gonna do micro things, but life's changed. But I still have people in my DMs being like, uh, are you friends with her? Or, or, or what's going on here? How did you get into all these things? And I'm like, guys, this was a year and a half ago. This was two years ago. I don't even have the same hairline. I don't even have the same height. Like I, I am just not the same person anymore. But it's just funny because people will still be like, how did you ever get the ends? And it's like, because I never cared about getting them. They just kind of came because I met the person and then they, we hit it off. Yeah. yeah. Everyone only ever looks at like, how can I get in with that person? But that's not what it's about. Like, and that's the reason those people sometimes get weird about fans like that, because at one point, what was a good relationship then becomes, how can I benefit off of them or, or piggyback off of them? Yeah. yeah. So that leads uh, to this. Like, um, what kind of length have you gone to for artists or shows? Kind of like camping overnight, traveling, like, what would I you say? You, I, I know you put this in here because you know how disgusting I used to be. I think the most I ever did, and I told my mother this a little bit ago because she was like trying, she like found stuff when I was moving. I just moved out this past summer and she like found stuff in my room, like old concert tickets. And she found the one. I remember it was Glen Falls, 975, 2017. And my two friends and I, Fern and Lauren, I think we camped for 35 hours. Like, and it was in a parking lot in my car, I drove six hours. We were in a Burger King parking lot next to an event center. And we like had to sleep on the sidewalk middle of the night during the sidewalk sleeping. Um, this girl got mugged and beat by her boyfriend and the cops came. 
and we were like <laughs> there was just so many like there's just so many little um things that I'm like remembering right now that it's like my life has been like 90 lives by now because if you looked at if you and you could you could say this too Jordan because we've been friends and I can say the same thing for you the people we were when we first met to um almost four years later now is just like mind-boggling to me and that I can't even explain it to people but that was the most disgusting event of my life and after that show I was like I am not a rat anymore before I wanted to be a rat um but now I'm like stop glorifying the rats like I can I just cannot support that so after that show and then we only got 18 songs on that set list and I was like another white man doing me dirty and now I am like and they're almost redacted to me 1975 is almost redacted to me now but because of that I was just like I can't ever do it again. Like I did it. And though I had my friends all over the East coast that I got to see and whatnot, I'm disgusted looking back is all I can say. Yeah. <laughs> I can. I mean, you're the same, you're the same girl who jumped. Um, you finished Halsey's concert. I was wrong and jumped right back in line. So you know how disgusting it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there is nothing worse than this is the question I've told everybody. Um, who are you seeing? Or um, what are you uh, waiting for? I'd be like the 1975 and they'd be like, who? And I'd be like, they have a song called Chocolate. And they're like, oh, she never got a good, oh, she, and I'm like, I cannot drop it delicious. Stop, that was like, you weren't at this show, but I waited in line for Lana at the Wells Fargo Center. You'd think Wells Fargo Center, like was that when Philadelphia's Philadelphians were pissing in the streets because they, mm-hmm. did the Eagles not win or did they win that year? No, was it they, the year they won. It, it was the game that they had to win to go to the Super Bowl, and, and they did won. they lose? No, oh, no, they no. won. Okay, because I remember you told me people were pissing in the street next to you because they were tailgating. I was like, like okay, that I have not talked about that story yet, but it needs to be I talked think about. You need to talk about it. So I, yeah, I was waiting for Lana and like, I didn't need to be camping. I'm just insane. And so I was waiting. Well, isn't this similar to like two days before we camped out in 17, de- 17 degree weather in Newark? Yes. Why did we do that? Like, I don't know. Like less than 10 degrees. We had to like seek refuge in a restaurant and like, and we were like, but we might get a selfie with Lana. <laughs> we were so delusional. Like the illness anyway. So yeah. Then two days later, like I was feeling sick because I was out in the cold, like for hours, two days before. So, but like I had, I think a VIP ticket that for the Philly show. So I was like, you know what? I'll camp, whatever. And I like made my dad take me to the arena like hours before the show and made him wait with me and he was like okay like whatever you want love I got a <laughs> selfie so I'm happy but like <laughs> it was worth it but like oh my god Jordan's like I got it bitches chocolate milk crunch please but like waiting there like it of course like for people who aren't familiar with Philly like what the Wells Fargo Center is like our stadium like our Madison Square Garden like our arena for concerts and things I think hockey goes on there I don't know. Yes, yes. It's mainly meant for hockey. <laughs> yeah. And then like across the parking lot is like where the Eagles play. And so it's like the same parking lot for like both. And so I was waiting outside the Wells Fargo Center. And like, please keep in mind, like Lana fans are like girls and gays exclusively, like girls and gays. And so we were standing there, sitting there in the cold, and we just see like a sea of like straight white eagles fans i can smell it i can smell it from here yeah like pour in because they're tailgating because there was an eagles game that night too 
oh my god like the the trauma of and like don't get me wrong like philly yay go eagles whatever i like i'm just not like a a football fan like i don't watch it or whatever but i think if you looked at both of us you could tell that from a distance yeah i think so too so like I, i'm sitting there like it's already miserable i remember like this guy was had his dog there and the dog like pooped right in front of the line and then people were stepping in it and like it was just disgusting like it was so gross and then like tailgating like they're all drinking and like getting drunk and you know raging and then they decided that instead of you know using a porta potty or going somewhere away from the Wells Fargo Center they decided to like pee in the bushes right next to our line so much so that it started dripping like a like a, a little stream of urine like into the line. Jordan, this is reminding me, I have to go back to the Glen Falls moment for a second. Fern and Lauren were sleeping in my car and I was sleeping in a tent and I think they were really drunk and they just like fell asleep in the car. And when I told you that that couple got arrested for like hitting each other next to my literal car, one of them smashed the back window in and there was glass everywhere and they were like fighting and the cops were like knocking on my car door. Fern told me this, that the cops were like mm-hmm. knocking on my car door. And they were just like both incoherent and didn't even hear anything that happened. But if you walked by my car the next three days, there was just shards of glass everywhere because the people like broke open the car. Cause the, I think the girlfriend was in the car and the boyfriend was, so I'm like, after that moment, I was like, I am too pretty and too young and other things that I will not say that I was just like, I will not be doing this again. So I just had to say that really quick. Cause I just remember that that happened. And I was like, oh, we love a casual, like a soul case during a camping. Yeah. yeah. No, it, then, okay, so then, like, th- those were all shows that, like, we weren't together for, but let's talk about, like, our most memorable show together, like, our most memorable experience. For me, I wrote down, it doesn't even have to be bad, it just has to be, like, a length that we went to, and I would probably say Jesse Week, as we've dubbed it, um, where we traveled to three different cities to see Jesse Rutherford do his solo shows, and you know what? Worth every second, but it was a yeah. long with, with, week. Was it within five days that we did three shows? Yeah, it was, was a long uh, week. That was a, what, what did you say? That was a trying week. And we were all like severely mentally ill. Mm-hmm. Like, so, and people will like not get it what I'm saying by that. But what I mean is like, to the point I literally wanted to leave after I'd already spent like $200 or plus whatever else like was invested in this week. And like something that I had looked forward to for four months that I was just like, the girls who are living upstairs are being chaotic and I have to go, but I couldn't go. And it just, the it was one of the worst and best weeks I think of my life. And then we got, didn't we get swerved both like the first two shows and the third show made up for everything? Yeah, for like those who don't understand like what that means, like basically like we wait after the shows sometimes to try to meet like the artist when they're like going to their tour bus or whatever, just if they want to like sign or take pictures um, with any with anyone. Um, and like at these instances, like we love, we love Jesse Rutherford. Like, so we were like, let's wait because we want to get a picture. And like, he kind of just like ran right into the tour bus. No problem. He can do that. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That, that's totally, that was totally good. But then it was just like combined with the mental illness and getting swerved twice and doing, and spending all this money and traveling. Um, and then we were like kind of hitting it off with goody grace too, that I was like, honestly, by the third show, Jordan, this was what was in my mind. I said, honestly. If that um, peanut Jesse does not come near me, that's fine. Cause I want to meet tall, dark and handsome, which was goody grace. Cause I was like, I see potential here, mama. Like I was just like, and he was the cutest guy ever. Like I remember we like were next to him and he was like, do you guys like, like really soft voice? He's like, do you guys want to take a picture or, or anything? 
And then we just like started talking to him and he's like, yeah, I saw you guys at like all three shows and like you guys were so sweet. And like, you also winded up knowing all the words by the third one. Like, and it was just like really funny. He was like, it felt like, and even Jesse and him were like, it felt like we had our home team there like uh, each night. So, and it was just like a cute culmination of things. Cause like, obviously they appreciate everything we do. It's just like, you don't realize when you're within going to the length sometimes that these things are, um, how it can be perceived like on their end too. Yeah, because we were in Philly, New York, and D.C. Like, we did that all in, like, five days. And that was really... And within going back and forth to New Jersey. It was, like, it, it was, like, all these little spots we were going back and forth and then down and up, and it was just a lot. Yeah, but I forgot that they said that. They were, like, it felt like our home team was there, like, cheering us on. I'm, like... I know, and I, I was just, like, well, time to break the heart. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry, just staring at Goody Grace every night just felt right. Yeah. I have to say it. If goody, 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 if you're listening, it's always goody seeing you. <laughs> I can't. Um, oh my God. And I did write down Lollapalooza too. I don't know what, if you had anything else, but just like that trip was amazing. Like, yeah. Do we want to go there with the Brockhampton mosh pit? And then ha- what we looked like pulling up to do a Lipa's after show? Cause that was the most disgusting I have ever looked in front of somebody that looks that rich. If we want to go there, wiping ourselves off with alcohol pads. Oh my God, stop. Like when I had to like go buy baby wipes, like, and they were like the single baby wipes. Okay. We'll Let's quickly, tell the story. We'll quickly go through that. <laughs> I can't. You're going to tell that part and then I'll start telling the mess that was the after show. So you tell the Brockhampton Mosh Pit part. Yeah. So generally like backstory, like Ian and I went to Lollapalooza in 2018 and it was amazing. I love Chicago so much. It was like the most stress-free traveling and concert like festival experience yeah it, we can both agree it was the best time i've ever not known anything to do in a city and not there was no expectations or anything and it was the most fun i've ever had probably yeah i miss chicago so much so we went to Lollapalooza, and um i think that was the last day or no the day before the last day it was like saturday or yes saturday. um so saturday i think it was um we went to you know, the festival. And I forget who had played earlier that day. I think it might've been like, I think Tyler, the creator maybe played that day or someone like that. But anyway, we went to see a bunch of shows and then Brockhampton was playing and we went to go see Brockhampton and we were like, let's get there early. Like, um, before like the person, I, Greta Van Fleet, <laughs> before Greta Van Fleet ends. And like, <laughs> so we had to, you know, observe Greta Van Fleet set I just have to say any Greta stands out there what's good (laughs) but yeah so like we had to wait for Greta Van Fleet to end and then we were like oh and then when those fans leave we'll just like try to get as close up as we can so we ended up getting like probably like five rows back from like the stage maybe six and we were waiting there and you know it was pretty packed in but like people were you know vibing Yeah, I need everyone to pause for a second. Let's take a second to imagine what this crowd looked like and smelled like. I just need a little, um, I just need a little visual and I want you to breathe in. Okay, you can imagine the kind of men we were around, okay? Yes, because it was all men. Let's let's make that very clear. All all white men, let's make that clear. (laughs) But like, okay, and the stage that we were at was like a dust pit. Like it was just dust on the ground, so. Yeah, it was dust and wood chips yeah like orange dust (laughs) so they get on stage or like they're about to start and like I feel it's gonna be bad like (laughs) I can sense that the remember you looked at me and you were like and I was so delusional because I was like oh my god I get to see Kevin again and you were just like 
Ian, I know we shouldn't be doing this. And I'm just like, girl, suck it up. It felt like right before like a tsunami. Like, like <laughs> you knew. I just have to say, you knew. I did. And like our friends, like Allie got on like Nick's like shoulders, like, and I'm like, it, they almost toppled over because of like how much force was going. Like essentially we got trampled in the pit. I was get, like, someone got punched. I think one of us got punched, maybe elbowed. Like it was painful. Like it felt like I was just getting like jostled around like crazy. But I was like kind of enjoying it because I kind of like feeling chaotic and rest and reckless. And I think a guy choked me at one point. And so I was like feeling something internally. Um, but then after Kevin waved to me, I got what I needed because he knew I was there. But then I we get out of the pit because we were like, this is disgusting and we couldn't even breathe. Like you could not even breathe with how much like it was just musky and like humid and the air it was toxic. So we were like we're gonna leave. We got out, guys, and our entire bodies were just all covered and smeared in dirt and wood chips. And it was, and our shoes were destroyed. Everything was destroyed. What? Mind you, we had to go to an after show, and we were like, we cannot pull up looking like this. And we didn't have time to like go back to our hotel because we were like downtown or whatever. And, and it was in the opposite direction of our in, within where we were going to the hotel to the venue. Yeah. So we. So were- Jordan was like, I'm gonna go. <laughs> Jordan was like, I'm going to go see if they have baby wipes. And I'm like, okay, girl. And then they were like single use baby wipes. And we're sitting there like, even though the baby wipe guys was already completely tarnished, we were like, we have to share. And we just like kept sharing them. Ew. It was just one of the most disgusting moments of my life. And then we pulled up to the after show, like still half dirty, like nothing ever happened and just sweated all over again. Like, but that Dua Lipa after show was one of the best of that entire weekend. And we got everything we needed till one in the morning. That that was just what a night. Let's talk about how we met at a Dua show with like maybe three hundred people in it, and now she's like what a six-time Grammy-nominated artist. Go off well this year. I think she got six this year. Yeah. This year. Yeah. Because how many did she win? She only won two last year, right? Or did she win three? two I think two years ago she won two one years electric ago, she won electric and then she won best new artist mm-hmm. okay um yeah it's crazy from that and then we went to the signing for Dua Lipa which was just every it was so extra to begin with but it was just everything I'm sorry I have to say it and she like oh she's just such an angel and it's just sad that her trajectory had to jump so fast because I feel like yeah. she could have had that moment of having really core fans and now there's no way of getting to her anymore and even the people you could agree, like Cy Zach and a bunch of other people, I feel like they had their moments with her. And like um, Kaylee and like Matt, I feel like they had their moments of knowing her. And then there was just a moment where like she became way too big for anybody. Anybody's own good. It's really sad, but she was one of those that I was always the most sad that blew up so fast. Cause if there was just one little midway in between, I feel like her 2017 tour to where her 2018 went, I feel like there could have been a way to get to know her better. And she was super sweet, like, meeting her at the signing. I was like... Oh, she's always sweet. She's like, love, XX. <laughs> like, I can't do her accent, but it's so funny. <sighs> I can't. Okay, so now we have some questions from our, like, followers or people that just know us um, that asked about certain, like, events or artists that we've seen. I'm so- sorry. I'm sorry ahead of time for these questions, guys. <laughs> the first question is, worst concert memory or experience we have together? And, like, I mean... I, th- I think we covered that like a little bit I can't think of like a really like bad concert that we've seen together except maybe like certain festival sets we were forced to sit through for like I mean artists. there's there's one person 
I can distinctly remember, but I'm also like, I'm not really trying to slander people. Yeah. But back in the day when I saw Ro Ransom, the first night I met you, what was happening that night, love? He reminded me of Lil Uzi Vert, but like seeing Lil Uzi Vert, I'm like, okay. Lucy Vert was not good live. No, I'm traumatized by him. I saw him at Made in America, and I'm getting off topic. I saw him at Made in America in 2016, and it was like his first like real big Philadelphia show. Came he had a 30 minute set, came out 15 minutes late, did three songs, crowd surfed, and then just left. And I was like, "You're from Philadelphia, though." That was the moment that I was like, "I can't listen to any." It was back. In, it was like five years ago, and that was when I was like, "I can't listen to any of his music ever again." Because and it was telling, and all and he, he says disgusting things about trans people and a bunch of other issues he's had. So, like, it was telling back then to know not to stand. Mm-hmm. But, no, I don't really have a distinct moment that I'm, like, I really didn't like somebody. And most of the time, I felt like even if we really, if if they had an off day or something, we still, like, made it work. Because if we were together, like, it was fun anyway. Yeah. We um, okay. Next question. Someone we saw in concert with no expectations that ended up being phenomenal. So, I did think of a couple. So. I'm going to let you go first. I wrote down Sabrina Carpenter because we didn't know she was going to be like that good. Like her vocals at live were like, I have to say, I am so happy. I dragged you out of the hut for that moment because Mm -hmm. you were not ready for that serve. You were not ready. And, and I don't think she was either. Cause after singular act one, what happened girl? But, um, that tour, that tour, I just, and it got even better. I saw, I got to see her twice. I wish you could have been there the second time in New York, but I, it's been a moment since I saw a Disney girly like that really have a vocal range mm-hmm. and, I, and, and be that phenomenal live. And I remember just looking, I, I think I took a video. I like took a video panning over to your face and you were just jaw dropped. Cause you were like, I did not know what I was getting myself into. And after that, you were like, I stand follow on Spotify, save songs. Like you were streaming. I was like, so proud. Well, and I knew she was like good. You ma- didn't you mainly go? Cause Maggie was opening Maggie Lindemann. I, w- I wanted to see Maggie and the tickets were cheap on um guys guys it was it was really atrocious on the other end of how cheap we got to see Sabrina Sabrina's carving Christ yeah but it was worth it obviously yeah it was yeah it was that was Uh a good one I forgot about that that was a great one wow and then the other one I wrote down was 100 Gex like I and I really loved 100 Gex I was excited to see them but I was like I didn't know how well their music would translate live. So I had like no expectations about it. I just wanted to like dance to like ringtone and money machine. I know, it makes me so emo that that was our last show we were at together. And I had no idea that the world was going to go in the direction it did at all. Cause I think the next one we were planning on um, was Billy. And literally the day before the whole world got shut down. Yeah. We were supposed to see Billy the day after my birthday. Ugh. Oh. I mean, all, yeah, and then I, I'm not even going to talk about the fact that I drove three hours to go see Olivia O'Brien, and a half an hour outside of D.C., they were like, she's not playing tonight. <laughs> I was like, ma'am, don't go. Don't Awful. Go. Yeah, you told me not to go, and you were like, are you sure it's going to be on? And then Olivia texted me, and she was like, girl, it's a no. And I was like, can you please wait outside the tour bus? <laughs> um, but mine, back to the question, mine had to be Licky Lee. Um, I, I have to give it to the girl, and we don't talk about her enough, but she was the moment and I think she still is the moment even Braun was phenomenal um but that concert was just transcending to me and I and I, and I got a ticket I got a ticket for free and I was just like because you were going and I was like okay I guess you like convinced me to go I think it was like two falls ago like in October mm-hmm. um and I just and no we wait we saw her at Lollapalooza but it was really far away but I was like this is a moment and then you took really good photos of her 
And then we went to her solo tour and hearing so sad, so sexy live, just like really did something to me. She's an underrated and and, and girl and the people don't talk about it. Jaguars in the air live. I, I she she was she knew she, it's like she knew us, Jordan, when we were singing all the lyrics, because she kept coming over to our area and singing to us, and she and she like felt so good. And I'm like, wow, we are hyping her up. Mm-hmm. It was it was just such a moment to me. That was my favorite album of 2018. Stand by it. I stand. I, so sad so sexy if you have not heard that album go stream the pisces queen herself i would agree i would agree that that was that the best album but hard to imagine the neighborhood ever changing i was like that has to be my first i'm sorry that too i'm biased but we'll keep going (laughs) well speaking of the neighborhood the next question is how does jesse rutherford know who you guys are Which I thought was hilarious because I'm like, does he really know who we are? Or like, are we just like obsessed with him and he's forced to like see us? Yeah, I'm always confused because I have seen him eight, seven or eight times now. And all of them, every time any of um, like Zico, Mikey, any of them, anytime they see me, they are looking at me. So I'm like, do you know who we are or no? And then even Jesse, like every time I feel like we've seen him, I am like, am I playing catch up or does he know who I am? But then he always does anyway. So I'm like, like, I don't even know how we would begin that. When was the first time we saw him? Did we go to that Camden show? That was a joke. It was like $10. Mm -hmm. That was the best Father's Day I've ever had. I just have to say, I love you, dad. But seeing Jesse Rutherford on Father's Day with my daddy issues, Tion, I just have to say, that was such a good show. And the entire time we were like, literally, it was me, you and Fern. It was like the three of us, he kept coming just us because we knew all the songs on that set list mm-hmm. and he was like living his best life and that's when it started he looked so good he looked so good that day but then he wore that ratty i love new york shirt for a week i'm like did you wash it or were there extras i, I was really i was really scared and then we the, the next time we saw him together was when we did um brooklyn steel and terminal five and brooklyn steel uh, yes um <laughs> no i meant i meant like that was the experience for me oh. meeting like oh oh Yes, Brooklyn Steel, because she is something else to me that I don't care for. Um, and then, yeah, because we were waiting, wait, at Brooklyn Steel, when it was over, we were waiting by the door, and Devin saw that I had one of the, like, neighborhood wildflower clouds, and she was like, yes, and I was like, Devin, come here. Yeah, come talk it's to like, me, sweet. Yeah, wait, what was that guy on TikTok? Hey, yo, dude, come here. <laughs> like, us to Devin. Um, but then, Oh, and you met her at Lala. There's, I'm forgetting so many iconic moments. Yes, I met the queen, Devin Lee Carlson at Lollapalooza on her birthday. birthday, Best day of my life. Hey girl, if you're listening to this, I love you. Also. (laughs) She's like, she's just not listening. She's busy with Bella. She's busy with Bella Hadid. Yeah. But I was going to say the one night when we were doing those two shows in New York for the neighborhood, um he like crowd surfed the one night and like waved and like came over to us and like waved. Yeah, I still have that video. And mind you guys, we were all the way in the back of Terminal 5. Yeah, we didn't try to be close up at this show. No, and at one point, Jordan and I were just kind of like, we we were like, eh, because, and we have seen him enough times by then that we're like, he's not going to come all the way back here. And then he did and like looked straight at us and was like, hi, like, and he like knew exact, and then we waited out after and he knew exactly who we were. Yeah. But like, but like, have we ever told him our names? I just don't, (laughs) like, can we share that moment of how dumb we are also? Yeah, we've never, I don't think we've ever, like, said our names. I don't think so either, because every single time we had, I have ever seen him or talked to him, he's, like, never asked, because he's, like, I know who you are, but it's, like, you don't. 
<laughs> Although, like, he does like, like, posts of ours every now and then. Like, That's true. Him, obviously. That's but, like, true. So I think he does, because I took pictures of him at Lollapalooza, and, like, he liked those. And I was like, okay, like, I think he, like, knows, but he That's might- true, because I haven't even seen him since last November, and he just liked pictures of, like, my boyfriend and I, because I tagged him. But it's just, like, funny, because he definitely, like, doesn't forget our faces. Like, though we don't, like, look the same anymore or whatnot, yeah. I think he's, yeah. he reminds me of Halsey in some ways, of that he remembers... And I just have to say, it's sad that the neighborhood does not have the fan base that they do, but, like, he's one of those people that, like, once he knows you or is, like, I think talked to you once, he just, I feel like he always knows your face, even if he doesn't know your name. Yeah. Because, like, yeah. every time, Jordan, that I was at a show, even when you were not there, he knew exactly who I was, but, like, did either didn't have time to, ha- like, talk or hang out or whatever, but it's just wild. He reminds me of Halsey in that way of, like, knowing his fans. Yeah. He's the coolest. Like, he is the coolest. <laughs> he's, he's the goat. I literally have a neighborhood tattoo and an Ann tattoo from... Jesse Rutherford and the fact that he's seen them is phenomenal but I miss him I miss him I want to meet Marty one day I'm like can we get it going I just I want to even have I would have a play date I'll, I'll bring one of my gross cats and see what Martin wants to do like I don't really care gross. well the one's overweight and we're working on it and the other one has I think she has body dysmorphia so we're working on that too so by gross I mean mentally ill they're so cute. They are really cute. I just have to say for the record, they are really cute. They're just mentally ill, but they work. My cats are mentally ill. Okay. Like, I'll be like, that'll be like in the bio of the podcast. Ian and I talk about how his cats have body dysmorphia and are overweight. <laughs> <sighs> okay. The next question though, this one, like, I love it. How did you get into that Billy NYC event? Now that's a story. Jordan, I still get asked to this day about that photo. That's a story. So you have to share because I vaguely remember that day. You have to share this one. To answer the question, Billy did a magazine cover shoot with Takashi Murakami, an amazing artist. I cannot believe I was in his presence, to be honest. Um, And they had a signing at like a gallery in New York. And so we went to the signing. We like bought the magazine and like, we're ready. Oh, well, girl, girl, we knew how to play the system. We bought two magazines. Yes, we did. I still have two of them, but like, (laughs) I still have both, even though people would like sell them for like $200. I'm like, oh, I can. I know it's crazy. I can't, I can't even say anything because I sold one for like $300. I didn't need two of them. I I just did it because I I just did it because I wanted extra time with her and it worked you're correct it, it, was smart. it was smart so yeah we we bought two magazines and then like we had to go back later that day to like get in line for the signing and um saw billy it was not our first time meeting her so it was just like hey girl like my friend gina was with us it was her first time meeting billy um so and just was- as a pause this was three weeks before the debut like or it was like a, it was like a month or like i think it was a month or five weeks before the debut album yeah. came out so it was like people were really on watching everything she was doing just so yeah. people can like set the tone for that yeah, it was the beginning of February of 2019. So we went to the signing and then like when you were leaving, like Maggie, Billy's mom was there. And I was like looking to see if Phineas was there just to like say hi, catch up, whatever. And um, Maggie was like telling us about how like there was some event later that night at the gallery. No, wait, because Colby Makeup came up to us. Love yes, Colby. Colby. Love Colby. But he came, Colby was like, Ian Jordan, are you coming tonight? And we were like, what are you talking about like we're yeah we were like we're going home and he was like you're not coming like i I just figured you'd be invited and i'm like and we were like what are you talking about he was like oh the event tonight like takashi murakami's gonna be here like they're doing a little performance like and we were just like no girl we're not invited but we're like i don't think we're invited to that (laughs) 
I was like, I was like, no, like don't know anything about that. But then Maggie, I was just talking to her because we were talking about like, you know, music industry, that kind of thing. We just kind of catch up. And she was like, why don't you guys write your names down? And I was like, okay. And like, she was like, just write all three of your names down. I'm like, okay. And (laughs) she was like, come back here at like, I don't know, like seven or something. And I'm like, okay. And so we were like, we got nothing better to do. Like, so we left, we ate and like, obviously came back and people were still waiting outside because Billy hadn't left the building yet. The signing was like at four, the signing was at four. And then like, they were still waiting there outside, waiting for her to come out to like meet people. And, and also everyone for setting the tone, no one knew that she wasn't leaving at one point. Like people didn't know there was another event until they started setting up for a separate event. Yeah. Like I had no idea. An event and we didn't either. Yeah. Until Maggie like informed us that she was like, you can just come like. And we were like, okay. Like, Cause you were like, you said you wanted to see Phineas. And then she was like, oh, okay. He'll be here later. And then she yeah. just really put all of our names down. Yeah. I was like, where's Phineas? He's like, oh, he won't be here till later tonight. I'm like, oh, okay. And she's like, why don't you come back? I'm like, okay queen like so we like we came back and like the crowd there like then people started showing up for like this event and it was all like new york like socialite looking people and like models like wearing like designer and i'm like what's going on here and, and we're wearing thrifted dickies and like yeah <laughs> i was literally wearing like a thrifted t-shirt or something like or a sweater and like it was just so funny because yeah, we had no idea that this was happening. So then they like let people in. And the, I remember the guy c- came out and he was like, what's your name? And I'm like, Jordan Taylor. Like, I am I think I'm on the list or whatever. And he was like, mm, I don't think so. And then like he checked and like I was. And he was like, okay, come in. Like he like, cause it's this art gallery and like they're all like, you know, fancy schmancy or whatever. And it was the just- most time in my life I knew. And Jordan and I looked at each other. We were like, we do not belong here no we do not like and i think everyone and i think people knew and then they were kind of just like oh join the fun like and then, and then everyone was like okay hope you're having fun yeah there was like a fancy like that like coat check i was like wow i'm feeling so fancy then we go upstairs the three of us and like it's like a full-blown like billy event like and i'm like or like takashi murakami artwork everywhere i was like like my the art kid in me was like oh my god like these paintings are like worth hundreds of thousands of dollars like yeah and that was the point when I realized he was he literally flew just for this event to be there and I was like wow he's gonna be here and he was really right next to us during their special performance I saw him and I was like I was like I I don't know what I would say to him like I that was a starstruck moment I was like I can't say anything like because I'm like too nervous but i I also saw Ellie Golding in the corner of my eye at one point or someone that I thought looked like her. And then you told me the next day that she was there. She was there. And so was like Gigi Hadid. I'm pretty sure like random people. I'm like, what, like, where are we? And like, there was like an open bar and like a stage and like Billy came out and did like a couple of songs, like acoustically. That's the whole point of this. Like it was just like an acoustic event to like celebrate the magazine. But all the people that were there were like, business like socialite people like I saw other artists there that I like followed on Instagram like and it was just like weird to see like them DJ was playing great music so I was happy like it was just oh my god that that DJ was a queen Uh, and I usually don't like DJ sets but she was just flawless to look at and what she was playing was good yeah I remember she played like Grimes and Amine love her but so yeah then the like event ended and I still hadn't like 
we still hadn't like seen like Phineas or whatever so we like said hi and that's why we got like those pictures or whatever and like we just said hello and moved along because like I saw Takashi Murakami again and I was like I need to move like I'm scared like <laughs> like I was like, I was so I was like I'm gonna hide in this one corner by the exit because I was like I just don't belong here yeah I was so intimidated and then we got to meet his cousin and then we kind of just like yes. went from there just like talking Victoria love her she was a queen yeah I saw her again at like one of the New York shows like she was super nice um but yeah that's basically the story of the Billy event people ask about that a lot just because it looked like such an exclusive event and it was I don't know how we ended up there but like it was definitely a like simulation glitch moment definitely and it was one it was it's always that one moment that I'm like there really is power in manifestation because we jokingly were just like we'll find a way to go like not being crazy we were because after they asked us if we were coming I was just kind of like oh so it's already like set in stone that we'd be going there and then she was just like write your names down and it was like one of those like you think about it you process it and then all of a sudden you get what you want it was just like the weirdest transition that's happened a couple times with like billy just because like it it's just not something that we think about like we're not going out like seeking going to these and we started so early that now we are just like friends with the fam or like kind of friends with the family or knowing them like that but it just it turned into i can't explain it any better to people when they still ask me it just, I, it, that really is what happened though. Cause people still ask me to stay. One of the questions that I just got sent right before we started filming was like, how did your relationship with Billy even become where it was? And though I haven't seen her, I haven't really spoken to her since that event, which is crazy. Cause it's yeah, almost two years old. Um, but it's crazy. Cause I feel like if we saw her again, it would be like nothing changed. Like she just reminds me of that. Yeah. And yeah. it really did start because we should talk about that, that very first concert really quick about how yeah. that started yeah. when we skipped school that day. Yeah, I think I did skip class that day. Like, and it was so funny because, like, okay, it was Billy's like "Don't Smile at Me" tour, like super small venues. We were seeing her in Philly at like World Cafe Live upstairs, which was like a hundred people maybe, and we like skipped class and camped all day. Why? No one was there. No, but we also were just like, I remember you had texted me and you're like, even if no one's there, like we'll just hang out. I remember we were like streaming Amine. We were streaming the Bang Bang Dua Lipa cover. Like that day, we'll like bang bang yes (laughs) um but that day will like never let me down and the whole time I had no ticket like that just always like made me laugh because I I just have to say this for the record guys every single solo show that I have seen for Billy I have not paid for um (laughs) nail emoji nail emoji I'm just kidding I didn't mean for it to turn out that way or any meet and greet mama never bought um I just have to say um but it's wild but that was how it started thanks Jordan that was how it started that first day though because you had texted Phineas being like because you were just kind of like, oh, girl, come and we'll, uh, we'll figure it out. Because you and Phineas said, like, um, you're going to explain next week when he's on, obviously, more. But, like, you and Phineas were kind of talking. And you're like, I'll just DM him. We'll see how it goes. And, and then, like, he didn't really respond. And then, literally, the next guy that came in line was like, all of a sudden, like, I have an extra and it's free. And he just gave it to me. And it was just like, that's how the world started, guys. So I just had to put that in there because it was the most weird thing. And all day, I was just like, oh, I'm going to see Billy. Even though, I, like, yeah, I had yeah, no yeah. <laughs> We would have gotten you in anyway. It didn't matter. Yeah, no, it's true. It was just so funny that that guy like didn't even ask for money and just randomly pulls up next to me and gives me a free ticket. Yeah, well, and at that time they were they pulled up in like a van, like all. And then like they they came out, and I remember Billy being like, "Oh my god, I remember remember you from like my show like forever ago," because it was like the second time we had met. And And I think there was like eleven people in line when they pulled up or something. Like yeah, so she like no one was being crazy. Yeah, those were the days. Those were I know the days. there wasn't a, there wasn't enough time for enough of them. Yeah, and then someone asked about the Billy like Lollapalooza after show, which was similar because we didn't have tickets. 
Um, can, you please, can you please share that you reached out to Phineas about what, about how, trying to get in and then we'll go from there. Yeah. So we arrived in Chicago for same, same Lollapalooza time. Um, we arrived in Chicago and that night we had gotten there like that morning and that night was um, Billy's like after show. It was before the festival started, but it, they called them after shows and it was at the house of blues in Chicago and we didn't have tickets because like we it sold out immediately because at that point she was selling out like crazy so we didn't have tickets and we got there and I was like I don't know like I think we can manage tickets like I think we'll be able to go and so I texted Phineas and I was like hey like can we come tonight like we arrived uh in Chicago like earlier than we thought and like we can come because I don't think we bought tickets either I don't know if we even tried no because we were we were on our way to GovBall and we didn't have reception when the remember we were on the train to GovBall we had no reception they literally all the after shows like sold out yeah but we were also like oh I don't know if we're even gonna get there early enough yeah because we didn't know when we were planning on flying in or doing whatever yeah so we didn't like I, I messaged him and didn't like hear anything from him I'm sure he was like busy setting up or whatever um and then I was like you know what like it was like lunch I remember we were in Chick-fil-a and like in Chicago and I was like you know what like I'm just gonna message Billy and like see like for fun like just to see what happens and I messaged Billy and like I think like five minutes later literally she was like yeah I got you guys like what's your name and I'm like I mean like what's your full name like for both of you and I was like how did we get tickets for I don't her? Know, but it was even it was even funnier. Um, this isn't bad, but it was even funnier because Phineas was like, "I'm sorry, I just don't think I can swing this one because like it wasn't." Yeah. Oh my god, he did message us, and he was like, he was "And like, then we were just kind of like, well, what do we do now?" And then she reached out to Billy, and Lily, as she as she DM Billy, Billy was typing, and she was like, "Yes, absolutely." And then she was like, "Just you?" And then she was like, "No, me and she was like, "Got you." And she didn't really ask for our last names or anything. Yeah. No. And then we get there and. I was like, um, two tickets for Jordan Taylor. They're like, here you go. Like in an envelope. I was like, no words. <laughs> that was wild. Again, those were the days. Like, I just miss like going to shows because of stuff like that. Like that was so like and it, it, it's funny too, because that was the same night that I met um, I don't remember her last name, but M we like on Instagram. Like, yes, I saw I met her. we met yeah, we or I like had said hi to her or something and she'd like said hi, but she had like no followers then. Like I think she had like 30,000 on Instagram just because of that viral video of like yeah. karma, karma get a kiss for you or whatever uh which is just will always be a classic but I met her I like met her briefly and then like literally she became a stan and then just like slowly evolved and then now she's like she really is like her own thing it was just funny like how like times have gone on because yeah. do you remember when we were on the phone with Maggie trying to because Maggie was like I want you to be able to say hi to them and we were running around Chicago Oh and we looked like we went to Pennywise's lair to find them. <laughs> yes, because then after the show, like we went to the show, obviously, like it was fun, whatever. Um, I say like whatever, like it was it was a very good show, like obviously. Um, <laughs> so then like afterwards we were like, oh, like because I think they'd even said like, oh, we'll see you after the show. Cause I remember seeing Billy before when we were in line. She like ran through and like Well, you also messaged Phineas and he was like, You're here. <laughs> like it was just so funny. <laughs> oh yeah I was like I was like this is insidious because he didn't know I was like because I had messaged him and he was like oh I don't think I can get you guys tickets like for tonight like I don't think there's enough and then like messaging Billy like I assume Billy just has more like spots on the guest list but like she got us tickets so I don't even think Phineas knew and then (laughs) and then after the show we were like okay like I like we'll see if we can try to say hi like before we go just because I knew we weren't going to get to see them at the festival because yeah that's another world and so I think we like saw Maggie or like, oh, we were with a friend who like had Maggie's number and like called her on the phone. And we were like, 
hey like where are you guys and like then we had to like walk around like blocks and blocks to like find where their car was we said hi that was super fun like I just remember like that night it was like but we were because yeah, that was the night we met um I cannot say her name correctly. yes that was the night we met Anamik and I remember that I still miss her to this day in, in general hey if you're watching Anamik you are an angel and we love you um she still like is so supportive to stay like everything I'm doing and I haven't seen and it's funny because she lives halfway across the world and I, I met her once um so it's like people who live yeah, a half an hour away what's going on that's who we were with. um but that's how she had Maggie's number and then Maggie was just like um okay I think I have a spot we can meet and she's like we're like on the phone like and Maggie has no understanding of how Chicago works so we're like running around this entire building for 20 minutes and then we go through this insidious it looks like a sinister wall um down to this Pennywise lair underground and then all of a sudden Billy's just like, hey. And, and Phineas is just like, not you two. Like looking at us like, why are you here? We gave him a birthday card. I yeah, we did give him a birthday card and he sent you like the cutest message back about how it like made his day. Aww. But I it was just like funny. And there's just been like so many random moments like that because we've, we love them and don't care about photos and things like that. That it's just, I don't even, I haven't even told a lot of people that story before either. Yeah, we didn't um, get pictures that night. Like No, because we just mainly wanted to talk to Phineas because we wanted to talk about his birthday and things like that. Um, and then Billy just like looked at us and she was like, Do you guys ever stop? Like, like, and we were just like, No, we love you. And she was like, Okay, good, I love you too. And it was just like <laughs> one of those like funny moments. Yeah, and Maggie's a queen for like helping us do that because like I we never would have found them or like been able no, to No, and we didn't even like seek that out to her. She just saw that we were standing there and she was like, let's make their days a little. Yeah. It was just funny. And then this just goes back into the next one. I know we're like kind of finishing wrapping up. Why this all comes to fruition is when we went to Union Transfer for um what was the tour called for that one again? The one, one by one tour, I believe. For that tour, that was a whole other funny story. But that that doesn't matter right now. But at the but at the end when we went back when Maggie brought us backstage just to like say hi to them because at that point in time I like realized we weren't gonna be seeing them for a minute. Um and Phineas basically was just like we love you guys and they were what what was that video that Phineas and everyone was like we watched that video every day of me what was that oh video Oh my god the one of you dancing like I had posted on my story like months prior like literal months. And it was you dancing to like give yourself a try by like the 1975 and just like being funny and weird because we were like in my house. And um, I posted on my story and I don't even think he like said anything about it, but he was like, no, yeah, he I, didn't. He was like, yeah, I screen recorded that and I watch it like every day. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. And Claudia's like, oh, I know. Is it that video that I'm thinking of, of Ian? And, and Phineas is like, yeah. And I'm like, so are there more? I'm like, what's going on here? And then Billy's like, oh, he puts that on all the time. And then, Maggie's just like, I can't help but laugh every time. It, like, it was just funny. And even Patrick was just, like, shaking it. Billy's dad was just, like, shaking his head, like, I've just seen that one. Patrick was nowhere to be found. He never wants anything to do with it. It was just, oh, he never wants anything to do with it. But I saw him in the corner just, like, shaking his head, meaning, like, yeah, that video is on way too much. Um, and Phineas was just like, I don't care. It makes my mood and it makes me laugh. And then, like, played the video again. I'm like, I know the video. I, <laughs> I was in it. The fact that he pulled it up, I was like... It was just, and, and I'm not gonna lie, he pulled it up real quick. So I was like, you know how to get that little search button going. I was like, favorites. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Okay. Last question. Um, how many times did you guys see Brockhampton, and why did you stop? Well, good question. <laughs> I think I've seen Brockhampton ten times. Unfortunately, <laughs> I'm just kidding. But like, we stopped because like. 10 is enough first of all and second of all like they just kind of like 
fell off I would say like in my radar or just like they stopped making like music that I was like really into I just wasn't into them anymore but like they had their time believe me I I couldn't have said it better because at one moment where it was like the height of us remember when we got sick that one week because we did four shows yeah yeah. within five days um that was just the most and then we almost did I almost convinced you to do a fifth one and you're like Ian the phlegm coming out of me cannot support a fifth one it looked like wasabi like (laughs) it was disgusting and I got literally I came back the next week and me you and Thomas all had sinus infections um, but besides that point, at one point, what was inclusive and like really fun and groundbreaking for like the, a new generation of like a male pop group mm-hmm. that I thought was phenomenal, just slowly shifted to all about money and all about capitalizing. And then yeah. I'm just saying, once they signed that RCA deal and then the thing with the mirror happened, they just died to me, like literally died. And though when they drop something new, I listen and whatnot, it's just sad that it can't be at, um, the same capacity it was at before and their fans are disgusting yeah so, <laughs> the I don't know but I, the, I met a lot of great people through them and I I, I can't say more than that and also when I was like a, a, lo- a lot of people were also messaging me to talk about Kevin Abstract but that wasn't like a mutual thing so I was like I'm not gonna write that down um but through the relationship I have with him I, I mean I still love him and I haven't talked to him in forever but I know if I did like he would be nice and cordial but it's just not to the same degree because they just they wanted fame so bad and they got what they wanted which is the power manifestation, but then it just happened. I just feel like it happened way too fast and yeah, that's yeah. what happens. And then they, they just, I don't know, it just got really weird to me, like in all honesty, but I still listen to their music every now and then when it comes on, it just, it will never be like at the same degree it was before in the way that you and I, every time we were together, we were playing boys, we were playing queer, like, oh yeah, it's just sad. To me, sometimes it's sad because those were some really fun memories. It's just, the, it's just, it kind of feels tainted most of the time. Yeah. If you can agree to that. Do you agree with that too? For sure. Like, I remember, like, my freshman and sophomore, like, or, like, mostly my freshman year of high school, like, was defined by, like, Billy and Rockhampton. Like, that's it. Like, that was all I listened to. And so, like... Freshman year of college? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was, like, 2017, like, into 2018. Oh, yeah, yeah, because every time we were together, it was, I remember it was either Billy, the neighborhood, or Rockhampton were playing, or we were listening to Charlie, because you showed me Charlie. Yes. So, like, that was, like, the their prime, because, like, that first tour that they did, it was all, like, you know, like girls and gays and like people of color and it was just such like an inclusive and like exciting group of like fans and just like excited about something like there was just something for everyone yeah so like I think that that was what was exciting and then when it became more mainstream and it turned into like you know odd future fans latching on or like you know just more like men I guess like (laughs) it was just it kind of like changed the dynamic of the shows like the shows got much more like intense and like and it all happened Jordan like and we can say this because there was two years we were like on and off doing tours of them it happened within like a year yeah but all of a sudden like the same girls and gays that really liked them and were supporting them were like I just can't even listen to them anymore or like that or the concerts just changed astronomically to just being about um moshing or hitting each other or like and then it just wasn't fun anymore to me yeah so that answers that but okay now we have like our last little segment where we're going to talk about like our favorite songs currently. Um, I know you feel the same, but I think my favorite song right now is Prisoner by Miley and Dua. <laughs> I, I've said it once. I said it to my mother two days ago. She did not understand. Um, I I want this on my scripture. So something, or what is that called? I want that. I want this on my tombstone. I said scripture. Well, <laughs> this this is um, Plastic Hearts thirteen twelve. I am a smiler before I am a faggot. I think we all know this. If anyone knows me, they connect me with Miley Cyrus. Mm-hmm. Um, 
the prisoner music video i just i have to talk about it i have to talk about it because the single itself is phenomenal but that music video was the first time in a long time that though there wasn't um much of a thematic element to it being like crazy or astronomical because it's miley cyrus people expect um in your face shocking and bold just them getting on the tour bus hooking up looking hot feeling sexy and right and hopping to the show and looking like that and that was the first time in ages do his hair has looked that good and a long Yes. And Miley was giving me the Debbie Harry moment. And I was just like, this is everything. And I just, and, and, and the Rocky horror, um, glimpses in the beginning with the mouth. Yep. And I'm sorry. Um, what, what was that? I mean, it's like, you got good mouth. Like Miley has a great mouth to look at. Even I, I showed it to my mom, Jordan. And she said, I could just stare at her mouth. Like she was like, she, and she's so infectious like that. And my mom's also a stand. Like she was sending me her like back she's been sending me her backyard sessions because she's like every time I listen to Miley now I remember like your childhood and like things like that and just how much her voice has changed but she's been sending me like her old covers because she's been doing those covers like Pearl Jam, The Cure, mm -hmm. things like that, The Cardigans and there's just not one thing she's doing wrong right now so everybody Jordan's gonna say it but stream Plastic Hearts this Friday yeah <laughs> I, I, Miley really people laugh when I say this but I'm like Miley needs your streams like please because RCA is not doing what they should be doing <laughs> Oh my God. I do have another favorite song right now though. It's called. Okay. Keep going. Cause I have one more too. And then I'm going to do album. And then yeah. we'll be done. Okay. So I have perfectly untrue by Lucia, I would say. And the best boys, that song is amazing. I put it on my story, but it's just a good, like alt pop song. I'll send it to you too, Ian, but like great song. It's called perfectly untrue. Go listen. Anyway, what's yeah, your favorite I'm gonna, song? Right I'm going to have to save that one. Um, oh, crap. This is a, this is a good one, but a lot of other people haven't been talking about her album, and hers is one of my favorites this year, too. Sasha Sloan, Only Child. We have such good memories with her. Um, every time I listen to her, I think of you. Like, it's just, like, one of the, like, she's just always going to be correlated with me to you. But Someone You Hate is just, when it comes on and that hook comes in and that chorus comes in, it just, like, reminds me of, like, a 90s, 2000 movie, like, mm -hmm. that I watch. is like, like, it reminds me of something you would put in 10 Things About You. Like, it just, like, feels yeah. nostalgic. And most of that album is phenomenal, but Someone You Hate is, like, a sad song that just feels really good like you know you shouldn't be like twerking and whatnot but like the production is just so phenomenal so like thanks so like thanks King Dan but it's just it's just so good and a lot of people sleep on Sasha Sloan so I had yeah, to mention that, that, album, one. that album was amazing I thought it was literally phenomenal and then I Jordan I like showed it to a couple other people and they were like it's middle of the road and I was just like you're it's not middle of the road you're middle of the road that's like when someone tells me men in the past have been like uh, you're just too much. And I'm like, baby, you're just not enough. Let's go there. But we'll go to albums. I'm sorry. I always get carried away. You know how I feel about women. I just can't yeah, stop talking yeah. about them. I think, I think my favorite albums right now, I wrote them down. Okay. So I, I didn't, it's not that I didn't like After Hours when it first came out, but I wasn't like obsessed. I think because I was expecting it to all sound like blinding lights. I was just expecting like pop. Um, and like because of Starboy and everything, I was just like, oh, I'm expecting like bangers. But it was a lot slower than I thought it was going to be. So I was kind of like, okay, like that was cute. Like, and then kind of forgot about it for a minute. But I listened to it again recently. And I'm like, I am so sorry for anything bad I ever said about that album. It's amazing. I, and it got uh, snubbed. It's yeah, snubbed. no, it did get snubbed. That was during my COD phase of quarantine where I could not stop playing COD all day. And I, me and my sister were just loop after hours on a peak because we were like, we cannot stop listening to Snow Child, like Scared to Love, Heartless. Like um, even in your, even originally in your eyes, I thought that was just such a phenomenal song. And when the deluxe version came out, Nothing Compares to You is one of my favorite songs of the weekend of all time. And like, nobody even really knows that one. Yeah, I know it. 
<laughs> ice cream. But and that then, was a phenomenal. And then you have another one. Yeah, just one more. So like um, my favorite, my other favorite right now is called The Weatherman. It's by Gregory Allen Isakov. I know I talk about like folk men for no reason. Like people are like, why are you listening to folk music? But that album calms me down all the time and it's so beautiful he kind of like reminds me of like a male version of like phoebe bridgers he has that kind of like energy to his music but obviously it's very different um but it's like super americana folk He's yeah you'll have to send me that one because i would yeah. totally stream yeah and so my favorite artist right now probably gregory allen isakov i just love him and i also watched coins live stream concert it was amazing. Okay, I, so you're going to yell at me. I still haven't listened to um, their EP, but I'm going to because I remember you put it on your story and you said it was really good, but I just keep running out of, I've been listening to so many of your podcast episodes. I've been running out of time to stream while driving. <laughs> but my two albums, personally, um, I have to plug because the world doesn't do enough and um, neither does Columbia Records. Chip Chrome and the Monotones, phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Boo-hoo. Um, Hell or High Water, Tobacco Sunburst. I just, even Pretty Boy, like my God, that song is so beautiful. Even my boyfriend, every time uh, this album has a sentimental place because I showed Anthony, my boyfriend, it. And now, like, when certain songs come on, he just like sends me links of like Pretty Boy or Devil's Advocate. And like, he's been associated now with like loving the neighborhood. And it's like crazy to me. Um, but that album is just, I thought it was phenomenal in all aspects. And I really wasn't expecting much. And I thought it was phenomenal. And then another one for me, I'm not saying positions, even though I almost stream it every single day, because we don't need to get into that, because we both know we love Ari. Yeah. But yeah. another one that I've been loving lately is Love Goes by Sam Smith. Um, I was actually going to send you some of the songs, because it's just so beautiful. But it, I, I see certain aspects of it. People are like, it was a hit or miss, because some of the songs are from a collection of two years. Um, mm-hmm. So it wasn't really put together correctly. But um, Kids Again and Love Goes featuring Labyrinth, Labyrinth are like such phenomenal songs. I'm, I'm going to send you them after if you haven't heard them. But Kids Again, like, yeah. makes me want to cry. Like, it's such a beautiful, like, so, and it reminds me of my childhood. Yeah, I kept seeing, I kept seeing people throughout, like, your album, but I didn't get a chance to listen to it, so send me, like, your favorite songs. And I definitely will. But they are amazing, and I just, I can't get enough. Yeah. So those are your new music plugs. Everyone listening, go listen to all of that. And Ian, if you'd like to plug your social media now. Go ahead. Oh, I mean, she's like dead in the water, but um, my at on Instagram is just Ian Cinema, Cinema like a movie, C-I-N-E-M-A. And then I don't go on Twitter anymore because I'm trying to cleanse. So yeah, that's it, girls. That's all that we have over here. And Beauty by Ian. Oh, true. And if you want to follow, I'm a hairstylist. So if you want to follow my hair journey at all, um, it's Beauty by Ian. And then I guess I'll give my Snapchat too. I don't, I don't know why, but <laughs> my Snapchat's just Ian Hoffner. And then Hoffner is spelled H-O-F-F-N-E-R. It should be in the title of this episode. Perfect. That's little old me. Yes. And uh, with that being said, you can follow Both Sides of the Barricade on Instagram at Both Sides of the Barricade. You can follow us on Twitter at BSOTBPod, the acronym and then pod. You can follow me at JTaylorLDR on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, This episode is available on Spotify and iTunes. You can watch it on YouTube. Follow, subscribe, like, download, rate, comment, all of that. I love reading comments. I love replying. Love reading ratings. It's always very sweet. And uh, with all that being said, thank you so much for listening. Thank you, Ian, for being on. Um, And we will see you next week with the last guest. Who's excited? (laughs) Jordan, I'm going to edit on this. (laughs) 
dun, dun, dun. Okay, that was dun, dun. really melodramatic. I'm sorry. <laughs> but yes, last guest next week. I hope you all enjoyed this episode. I hope you tune in next week. Um, thank you so much for listening and goodbye. Bye, guys. <laughs>